The following content will not be going on the Millennium Tour. Thank God. Fizz fucked it up for everybody. Start the show. Yeah, that shit wasn't gonna happen. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I, I don't want to see this content on the tour anyway. <laughs> this content can tour on its own. <laughs> oh man, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D Randall, and I am upset with uh, the host of this show right now. Why is that? Uh, because you did an episode with Craig Lindsay, and I was not told. He hit me up. Okay, hmm. so he hit me up last minute. What had happened was I didn't even think. I, I honestly, I didn't think I was gonna make this shit because mm. I was coming after work. Mm. I still needed to get a lift in, and so he hits me up and was like, "Can you can you do the pod this week?" I said, "Well, because uh, I know he records earlier." So he was like, well, just come when you get off of work. Craig he got he's got a nice little office job over there. Oh. Recording out of the ESPN offices and shit. Oh shit. Oh man, let me not let me not make it hot for him. My bad. But yeah, he got he got stu- he got a real studio time and shit. Craig, hook it up, man. Fam. Fam. Hook it up. Shit. Man, this man this, man is if y'all were worried look, and and again. Just because the cost of living is not always great, support this man. Support this man. Um, donate to this man. Um, he is always taking gas, food, food and money. Um, his information is always readily available. But also, please listen to this man's podcast. Everything is canceled. Um, we had. Did you did you hear the show? I have not heard the show yet. We had a very heated. Well, he he thought it was. I didn't think it was that heated. We we had a heated debate about the Martin Scorsese thing. Oh, we went for like forty five minutes, bro. Really? Oh, damn. He he felt a very he felt a way about this, and my thing was just I wanted to end. Like he needs to stop explaining himself, and people need to stop responding to him. I don't have. I haven't heard like any, they just stopped entertaining it. Viola Davis entertained it. I haven't heard any favorable opinions of the Irishman yet. I that's funny. I've heard pretty much in the middle. Like everybody who see it was either like, oh, it was good or it was okay. Um, I'm gonna check it out this weekend. I'm, I'm I might check it out. I'm I don't know how in the mood I am for old mob men or whatever. Um, I might check it out though. Um, but. Shout out to Craig Lindsay. We had a we had a we had a good pod. Um, I know he felt that strongly about the Marvel thing. Wow! But now, on the flip side of that, I also appeared on a podcast within the this last man's week. booked and busy, baby. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, Just Devon and uh, Carlton Banks Triple X uh, over at the In My Humble Opinion podcast. Not to be confused with Opinions While, While Black. Black. I told him we we're going to do a crossover one day called In My In My Humble Opinions While Black. <laughs> it's going to happen. Let's do it. I'm ready. Whenever they're ready. But also, you know, check them out. They're on all the platforms as well. In My Humble Opinion. 
a very good podcast where they interview people with varying talents in the Houston area to talk about their history and the impact of Houston on them and, and their influences and all that. Very good podcast. Good guys. Um, check them out. Support I quality love, content. I love that there are so many podcasts out here de- like that are dedicated to chronicling yes. Houston and making sure Houston is recognized as a as a worthwhile place for art and content. Absolutely. Um, the one I always I always talk about how how good Flash is about this. Yep. Shit. Um, but like I'm and it, it, another thing is, and this is kind of the the nature of the thing because of, because of our differing schedules. We're gonna have to end up. We gotta end up on one of these podcasts together. Oh yeah. Last time we were on podcast together was a sour hour. Oh yeah. Well, never forget it. Yeah. Never forget. It. Never forget it. Um, Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> and we'll never let Craig forget it either. Um, Hopefully he kept his pants up when you visited him last time. He did. He did. Okay. Um, episode 67. Yep. We made it. We made it, man. Um, let's start, I'm going to start strong with a quick uh, humanization. Oh, before before I do that, at some point in the, in the, time, in the time of this podcast, in the time of this episode, I, on air... Mm. We'll be trying this Popeye's chicken sandwich you people have been uh, fighting over for the first time. Ooh, you're a brave man. I'm going to have an opinion about that. Um, Next week, I'll try the Frenchie's chicken sandwich. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Um, so, <clears throat> now, humans ain't shit. Why is that? So, while we were away, we took a little break for Thanksgiving and the holidays and so forth. Queen of Slim came out. Mm. Um, one of the things I learned just from the the rollout for Queen and Slim, I was literally like this month years old when I figured out that Daniel Kaluuya is actually uh, British. Oh, really? You didn't know that? I had never heard this nigga in an interview. No, I had never heard him in anything outside of the things that he's in. Black Mirror. That's where I remember him from. Oh God, he wasn't black. See, I, see, and that's an, I don't fuck with Black Mirror that tough because that shit gets too close to real life. Yeah, a million merits. That was him. He was being British as fuck. That, that, okay, good point. Okay, I got you. So, um, Queen of Slim came out and it came out to mixed reviews, very mixed. Now I have not seen. it. Have you seen it, D. Randall? I have not seen it yet, but I know a lot of people who have. Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up giving it a shot. Um, I haven't been to the movies in a while. Um, and I'm going to end up at the movies anyway because I'm pretty sure Rise of Skywalker is coming out pretty soon. It's coming up on the 20th, I think. Hey, okay, good. Very good. So, um, here's my thing about... Now, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, that's entirely up to you. Um, not really relevant to the what I'm talking about here. Um, I think, I think some of the reaction that people have had to this movie is a little weird because I think in all this black content that we're, that we're getting and that we're, and that is in the pipeline, I think one of the things that we have to get out of now, it's okay to be able to critique, responsibly critique and, um, unpack, um, the techniques that are being used and the writing and things like that. 
But as far as the content and the subject matter, I really genuinely think we have to stop looking for every piece of black content that comes out to be the answer. Now, what do I mean by the answer? I mean, we have to stop looking for every piece of black content that comes out to be the quintessential, seminal black work that everyone can come together and love and agree on. That's just not going to happen because black people are just not as monolithic as we want them to be, as we seem to believe they are in our heads. Um, I had no reason to believe that Queen and Slim was going to be this uh, life-altering piece of work that a lot of people seem to expect. Well, well there, there are a few factors at play. First of all, uh, a lot of this, a lot of the way that... that Black people in general, and I'm I'm speaking very generally, y'all. So don't don't come down to me for saying all black people, right? But in general, we look at things like this through through a slightly different lens because we're accustomed to not having certain levels of representation. Sure. In in the sure. in that sphere, in the movie sphere. So when we do get something that we put out ourselves, we we have a tendency to really comb it over a little bit more than we probably would in other cases because we this is just a kind of an internalized thing where we want whatever is being presented to other people to be our best look and so we okay. we, we scrutinize it a little bit more it's, it's one of the reasons why i personally have trouble with tyler perry is because it's kind of like you don't want you don't want people to look make you look bad in front of company Sure. Okay. So, That's fair. So, and again, having not seen Queen and Slim myself, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews about it. I've heard people say they really like it. I've heard a lot of people say that they did not like it. And there's there's nobody that's been like, ah, it's okay. So there's they either like it or they really I'll say it's very polarized. Or they really hate it. And you know, I'm not here to tear it down. Obviously, I haven't seen it. Um, but but a lot of a lot of at least from from people whose opinions I respect, a lot of their opinions kind of revolve around it not being as strong of a story as they thought it would be. Uh, a lot of it is beautifully shot, but they they feel like the story is also very lacking in contrast okay. to that. Um, I know a lot of people had I don't know what the ending was. I can imagine what the ending was. Um. A lot. I know a lot. Excuse me. A lot of people were very divided on the ending, in which I feel as a writer, I feel this way. And 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 um, apparently, someone on Twitter, um, some personality on Twitter, ended up having a robust discussion on the phone with Lena Waithe, mm. and to which she she kind of answered the way that I know she's getting killed for other things on Twitter right now, but. Um, she answered the way I kind of feel like I might have answered, which is ultimately you don't really your job as a writer is to tell your story she nor any writer really owes the audience a certain ending right and I'm always and, and I'm always one of these people that rides for the artist over the culture right because at the end of the day, the artist got to live with they self. 
and the artist and, and the whole point of of being a writer is that you have a story in your heart to tell and you cannot rest you can't sleep you can't eat until you are doing something in the service of getting that story out right and for something that i believe is so deep you don't owe the audience anything but to get the story that you have in your heart out now how well that story is told what have you we can all we can always have the we you can you can argue that till the cows come home right but she didn't owe y'all any kind of any any particular ending and i get it that some of y'all want to have a have a, a real discussion about um, how black pain is portrayed on right. film. I don't think that's something that needs to be held, that needs to be placed specifically at Lena Waif's doorstep. Um, Even as a filmmaker myself, I have to be very careful about expectations of people's content. Right. Because as you said, they don't, they don't owe you anything as the audience. They don't owe you a particular ending. They don't owe you you know anything in the narrative of the script itself right they they create what they create and hopefully you like it you may not like it but we have to be very careful about our opinions when they revolve around what we expect them to do especially if you are not the one in the position of creating the stuff yourself right um this is where a lot of hot take culture gets it wrong Woo, buddy Woo, hot take culture let me tell you something and, and I, I, I don't mean to cut Damien off. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, cook, cook, and then I'm gonna cook about hot take culture. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna cook. I'm not gonna cook too much. It, just to say that, um, again, as as a fellow creative, I understand that when I put, you know, even from, from my long, long time as a musician, putting my music out there, not everyone liked it. Not everyone liked everything about it. And of course, there were people who had opinions on what we should or should not have done right. with certain aspects of our music. And you take it in stride and you understand that people are going to have their opinions on it. But at the end of the day, you still make what you want to make. We can't, you can't make anything to cater to one person's feedback or even a group of people's feedback. You just make what you want and let the audience decide on the end what they, what they like from it. So even in this case... You know, Lena Waithe, whose who's, who's ascent to wherever she is right now has happened pretty rapidly. Very rapidly. Obviously has a lot of pressure to produce content that people will like. Um, I say you watch it, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But we don't have to have discussions ad nauseum breaking down what's wrong and what's what you know y'all make me not even want to see the movie right? man it's exhausting if if you if your discussion about a movie is longer <clears throat> than the movie itself then i'm not interested in it at all and and randall brought up a notion about hot takes and hot take culture let me tell you something this is kind of off from the lean away thing this is kind of a bonus humans ain't shit i see a lot of y'all on social media a lot of you trusted entities, a lot of you trusted brands, per se, so to speak. Not even people that are brands, actually. People that are just known for talking shit on the internet. I see a lot of y'all posting a lot of spicy, stupid-ass hot takes that I know that you don't really mean. 
You know, I can't say I I know that you don't really mean. I know that you're too smart to really mean these things. They don't know what they mean half the time. And and right, and I I see what's happening here. This is a temperature check. Y'all out here doing y'all out here saying this stupid shit to get people incensed, to get people talking on your page. Uh, these little spicy, uh, uh, spicy appearing, lukewarm but lukewarm hot takes. Man, y'all trying to y'all trying to do a temperature check to test the waters for your own podcast. Yep, y'all trying to see who's waiting in the wings to hear what you got to say on your podcast. It's nasty, y'all. It's nasty. Be yourself. Saying a bunch of shit you don't really mean, just trying to be angry and spicy because of, because you see a bunch of us doing it, nigga. Be yourself. People have varied uh, varied opinions of who I am uh, outside of this podcast. Uh, sometimes I'm very low key and just peeping shit. Uh, sometimes I am drunk and the life of the party. But um, no one can disagree that. Oz always says what he means. I always say I always say what's in my heart. I say what I mean, and I stand by it one hundred percent. Also, remember, nobody's gonna remember your hot takes in like a week at all, whatsoever. If your shit doesn't have any substance to it, nobody's gonna remember that shit. You ain't got but a hundred followers anyway. Ugh. And I always say this: whatever your whatever your follow count is, whether it be Twitter or Facebook. The people that are actually interacting and responding and 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 absorbing your content, I always say measure it by about ten percent. Yep. Yep. Measure it by about ten percent. If you got a, out of a hundred percent, ten percent are fucking with you. Let's say twenty or thirty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty or thirty percent don't give a fuck. Maybe ten or fifteen more percent. Uh, just uh, 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 just trying to see which way the wind's blowing. And the other ones are going to hate you no matter what. So, be yourself. Be yourself. Just be yourself. It's okay. Whoever you are out there, there is somebody for you that wants to listen to you. Yep. Be yourself. Be yourself. Please. It's, it's the easiest thing to do, actually. Because what you're doing now is nasty. Uh, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm probably talking about you. Um, song of the week. Song of the week. I'm gonna go a little off reservation. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable with y'all being comfortable with the songs of the week and the playlist and being introduced to things. I think y'all are ready for me to spice it up. We're gonna go with Beck. Hmm. Everything. Uh, you know, Beck is a low key underappreciated genius. Um. This song is from the Baby Driver soundtrack. It's called Deborah. Good movie, by the way. Very good movie. Edgar Wright is a weird dude, but he is he is on point. Um, and when we get back, I got a little additional surprise for y'all. Uh oh. So um, pour some, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a good show. Uh, we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
smooth joint very funky like he's that's a little that, that's a little talented white dude that's a talented ass white dude that is actually not only was that on the baby driver soundtrack that was on a uh an album called midnight vultures which i believe was supposed to be his like ode to prince mm. and you can hear it in that song that was ve- that was very that was very princey yeah yeah adore era prince I, yeah i feel you um 
But what I love is that it was is that it's it's Prince it's Prince orchestration and it's Prince production it's Prince type production, but it's all still Beck lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> talk about he met the girl at J.C. Penney yeah, and shit. Yeah, he started off saying that shit. He says, "Lady, step into my Hyundai." <laughs> that, that, that's I mean, a, Beck is a wild dude. If we keeping it real, so <clears throat> I have a little surprise for y'all. Um, Oz will be, I will be tasting this chicken sandwich y'all been fighting over mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. <coughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Randall has tasted it. You know his take. You know my take on it. Uh, you know his top three. Yep, yep. Um, I am not the resident foodie, but I am going to give it a shot myself. So before you taste this, what do you currently have <coughs> a favorite chicken sandwich? Ooh, um, favorite chicken sandwiches. Fast cons- food. Yes, okay. favorite chicken sandwiches consist of. Um, Chick-fil-A is at the top. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, ooh, Wendy's is good. Always. Wendy's is good. That's a number six, y'all. And um, number three, just out of loyalty and how it's been there through oh, for me over the years when I was broke, <laughs> it's got to be the McDonald's the Mc- Hot and Spicy. The McDonald's Hot and Spicy. Just because it's, it's like Old Faithful. Yep. Um, so having said that, this is gonna be my first time with the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Um, uh, I might just we might just do Frenchies next, man. Yeah. Well, so what's your impression? Like, you you have the sandwich in your hand now. So let what? me tell you. So let me tell you. When I went to go order this, it was the most amazing thing. Cause I'm pretty sure out of the five people that were in line, three of them wanted the chicken sandwich. Yeah. And one lady was on the phone. Talking about it better, it better be what everybody's telling me it is. It was old, old black lady. Mm. Definitely sits at the front of church. Um, and the lady behind her, I had my earbuds in. You know, old black people don't give a fuck if you got your earbuds nope. in. And she just started talking. And she was like, oh, well, I was just laughing. The lady in front was talking about how uh, the expectations better be up to par and this, that. And, um, she ordered her food, and then I ordered mine. I was ordering mine, and the lady just randomly hands me a $5 bill as what? I'm ordering. She just randomly hands me a $5 bill as I'm pulling out my card to pay and goes, uh, in Jesus' name, well, and vanishes. There we go. So this this is on her, apparently. Let's go. So let's go. Like, uh, well, but I mean, like compared to other sandwiches that you've held in your hand, what do you, what do you feel about now? The- now I will say it is a hefty. This is a hefty uh, piece of chicken under here. It is, it is a large serving. That size. is a large piece of chicken under here. Um, a lot of I'm gonna say this is mayo, spicy mayo, spicy mayo. Okay, I fuck with spicy mayo. Spicy mayo is okay. So it's definitely heftier. It's a large the, chicken. Than the chicken, than the, the Chick Fil A or the it's Wendy's. Com- I would say comparable to Chick Fil A. Comparable, yeah. It, depending on the day, and they they're known to give you a big a big breast every once in a while. Um. <coughs> so I guess I. So yeah, it's definitely hefty. Um. I yeah, it's it's definitely sizable. It's okay. worth the whatever this is I paid for it or that lady did. Let's take that first bite and see what it's so like. Here we go. Just don't chew right into the mic. All right. So he takes a huge bite. He's uh, he's contemplating. 
He's contemplating. You know, he's searching. Searching. Before he answers, go ahead and take a second bite before you answer. Just okay. to, make, just to make sure right. that that first bite. Bad. You know what I'm saying. That first bite was probably a lot of bun. This one, this one gets you right into the heart of it. Probably get a little bit of pickle in there. A little bit of crunch, yeah. You know. Um, you know, a lot of things going through his mind right now, I can tell. Okay. Okay, it looks like he's prepared to uh, make a statement. All right, so... Now, y'all know I'm not a fan... Now, one thing is I'm not a fan of this thing with chicken sandwiches where lettuce and tomato is a revelation. <laughs> we should be at a point now in the fast food game that lettuce and tomatoes should be the starting point. Right. I'm not going to take points off of that for this one because they gave me such a hefty breast. So what we what I will say in fairness is that like, so there's no lettuce or tomato on this one, right? No lettuce or tomato, just the pickles. So on, on the plain Chick-fil-A sandwich, there's also just a pickle as right. well. And they do have the option with the deluxe that gives you Less and you tomato. Know, lettuce and tomato right. as well. So, so this one, comparable to the regular Chick-fil-A sandwich with no lettuce or tomato. Um, it's not, I would take the Chick-fil-A sandwich over this one, mm-hmm. but Popeye's, the, the big advantage of Popeye's is that they didn't do anything different in the, in the development of the breast or the meat that right. they that they put out specifically for the sandwich. Right. It still tastes like Popeye's it tastes chicken. Like Popeye's chicken. That's the right. big advantage of it. I think that's why I think that's why a lot of people fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna go ahead and rate this one, man. I'm gonna give it a now I know your taste palette is a little different. You yep. definitely didn't think much of it. I'm gonna give this a seven point five. Mm. No, no, no. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna go out there and give it an eight. Oh wow! The 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 meat is what really sells it. I'm gonna say okay. it. some the 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 a lot of times the ratio of meat to everything else mm-hmm. is what sells a, a chicken sandwich. Right. Popeyes has the advantage that they do that they can do chicken meat well. Right. They definitely have their lane when it comes to the actual taste. Of their chicken. So everything else around it can be window dressing and they can still prosper. Mm. So in that regard, that they're, that they're giving me at the core of it a qual- the, the quality product that I'm looking for. Because at the end of the day, I'm looking for chicken. Yep, yep. And the, the fact that they kept that consistent, I'm going to give them an 8 out of 10. Wow, okay. And, and relatively speaking, where, where is that Chick-fil-A sandwich? Um... You still, they still got to go through Chick Fil A. Okay. Uh, Wendy's, I'll put them on par with. Okay, and that's fair. That, I'll put them on par with because Wendy's servings are smaller. Wendy's servings are smaller and sometimes inconsistent, but when you add that cheese to that sandwich, mm. my God. Mm. So yeah, I fucks with this. Okay. I fucks with this, and they have a spicy. I should have got the spicy. I'm curious. Oh, that's about not spicy. even spicy. It's not spicy. Ah, uh, I don't understand why people order. What even the point of regular mild chicken? At this point? What is mild chicken? No. 
Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Well, I was going to order that one, but they told me it was going to take longer. And there we, there's the rub. There is the rub, ladies and gentlemen. They told us it was going to take longer. They didn't have any spicy meat just ready to go. And and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Popeyes. Ah, so you're right. The main reason why I have a gripe with Popeyes is because they have historically and consistently terrible service. They are always out of spicy. No matter what. They're always out of spicy. They're always out of what the fuck you want. Um, Chick-fil-A yeah. has never Chick-fil-A, been out of anything. They, ne- I've never heard them say, oh, it's going to be seven minutes. I've never heard that. Nope. Never. Nope. And, and that's why people still fuck with racist, homophobic chicken. But, yes. That's why. That's why. No, I, for real. I am people, yes. I am also people. I'm not going to fuck with you. Like... Real talk, uh, they got it's a lot of shit wrong with that company. Uh, chicken ain't one of them. Uh, and at the end of the day, if your product is good enough, people aren't gonna give a fuck. I'm just giving, I'm just giving it real. If your product is strong enough, I don't think anybody's gonna give a fuck. Absolutely, I because the the service has been great. Uh, I wish that if you're gonna if you're gonna spice it up with your uh, your lemonade, if you're gonna get one of the special lemonades, I wish they would go a size bigger. But other than that, yeah, uh, Chick Fil A is is running it. They still run this town. Um, <clears throat> so with that out of the way, uh, we'll see what's in the news. We got to talk about. So every time we do a story, and I say it's time for us to close the book on it. I think after this week, we definitely just need to. Well, we. Got, I mean, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I, I think he he knew that, and I think this is the checkmate. Um, Amarion, man, we just got through talking about Amarion and how it's time to close the book on the Amarion story. Because if he don't give a fuck, why should we give a fuck? Um, he gives a fuck, y'all. You know how I know he gives a fuck. <laughs> Because 24 to at least 48 hours later, this motherfucker, from from us recording, this motherfucker announced that not only was, um, that not only was he announcing the Millennium Tour for 2020, none of B2K is coming with him. Gang, gang. None. When he said, Omarion, Pretty Ricky, Yin Yang Twins, Mm. Bow Wow, Bow Wow, Bow Wow. They are on the. They are on the cover of. They're on the flyer, in big bold faces. Remember they had that face off best fake ass best of both worlds album. Yeah, yeah. It looked like that. This nigga, the supreme insult is to go and get the only nigga more washed than B Two K, which is Bow Wow. Bow Wow is supreme extinction level washed. Damn. And they went and pulled this motherfucker out of the vault. You realize what kind of insult that is? Fizz, and now Fizz is just going to be sitting at the house, chilling with April, watching the Marion's kids. <sighs> there is an icebox where this man's heart used to Damn. be. Damn. So cold. He's so cold. He got Sammy. Sammy. Mm. Sammy is going on tour. And not B2K. 
and not be 2K. Ashanti, Ashanti. Without Ja Rule. Without Ja Rule, without her ex-lover Irv Gotti, is going on tour. Ashanti ain't sang a note in years. She's just on Instagram being fine. They pulled her off the gram. Amen. That's like pulling Cardi off the pole. Amen. <laughs> All I gotta say is just remember Life do, comes at you fast. Bro. Do not bite the hand that feeds you, man. Not ever. So cold. So cold. God. Touch. I stand a king. I man, let me tell you, salute a king. Dang. This is this is the supreme success really is the best comeback. Nobody's going to the show, but oh no, it's no, no, good. No, no, no. It's good to know that at least B two K will not be there. Ain't nobody going to because without B two K, nobody going to watch spectacular. Uh, stand on his fucking head, ripping his shirt off and shit. Um, shout out to anybody that pays money to see Bow Wow. Woo, woo! Laugh on laugh on laugh. Um, <clears throat> so uh, on to other things. Kamala Harris dropped out of the presidential race, y'all. Shock. Um, I'm sad. I'm sad to see her go because she's fine, and you know she she had to be home for Christmas, man. I'm she, telling you, ain't got time for that. My mother is hilarious. She said that his husband, that her husband, her husband texted her and was like, "No, nah, no, nah, but you got to come home. Uh, it ain't no ain't no clean clothes. No! <laughs> ain't been no clean clothes for a month. You got to cut this shit out." <laughs> You out there dancing with little elementary girls and all that? No. No, fuck that. Quit playing around. Um, Bring your ass home. And now, the one thing to unpack about this is that there's been a lot of back and forth about how it, how the media did not cover Harris the way they covered everybody else. And, y'all, I have no doubt that there is an element in this race um in the way this race has been covered that was against Kamala Harris because she is a woman and a black woman. Right. Again, as we stated last episode, race involves everything. Correct. Especially when you are a black woman, which is the least protected in our society. Having said that, y'all, we got to come to grips. Kamala Harris was a terrible ass candidate. I mean, her her record spoke for itself. Who would have thought that you could not manage a presidential campaign by being a black woman that locks up black people? Who would have thought that you can't change the system, that people weren't buying this whole change the system from the inside bullshit? When you are inside and you fucked up the system. When you are inside and became the system. Get the fuck out of here. That truancy bullshit. Who's gonna vote vote for you off of that? Come on, man. Um, like, like I say again, I am not saying that there wasn't an element that tried to keep Harris down because she is a black woman. They try to keep Elizabeth Warren down, and she's a white woman. Yeah. So I know they're gunning for her because she's a black woman. But it did not help anything that she was a terrible candidate. And um, was a black was she was basically skin folk that was not kin folk. She fine though. She fine as hell though. She fine. She get it. Um. Uh. On to other things. So um. 
I mean, and, and, and let me let me also well no we'll, we'll okay because we got more presidential stuff we'll unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? Oh, this is a funny one. Ryan Leslie is celebrating the ten, this this year was celebrating the tenth anniversary of his debut and as far as I can tell, his only album by himself. <laughs> Is anybody else celebrating it? Apparently he had a concert and everything. It was, apparently this was a thing. Okay. I think this is the strangest thing. Because Ryan Leslie, in my memory, even though I really enjoyed that album when it was out um, 10 years ago. Um, even though I really enjoyed that album, um, Ryan Leslie, for me, is proof of the existence. Not only of the existence of the mob as we know them on TV, but that Sean Diddy Combs is one of them. Oh, absolutely. Not because of the bullets that he's dodged or because of the shootings that he has survived. When you steal somebody's girl and they're never heard and that man is never heard from again career wise or anything else. What? That's how I know you with the mob. Because in any other situation. I'm going to be loud and proud about how you did me. I'm coming to find you. I'm not coming to find Sean Diddy Combs. This man stabbed somebody in a meeting. Yeah. He stabbed somebody because he didn't like a video. He slapped the shit out of Drake. He slapped the shit out of Aubrey Graham. And like like, tight ass shirt wearing Drake. Like Fast and Furious be in the gym six days a week era Drake. So we know this motherfucker is the real deal. Um, so salute to Ryan Leslie for stick, sticking his neck back out there, because you would never hear from my black ass again. I guess he thought it. Was, you know what? I guess he thought it was okay to stick his neck back out now that Cassie and Diddy don't fuck around no more. Yeah. Was that was she was she fucking with Ryan Leslie before? Yes, that's the story. Oh, okay. Oh no, that's the story. Uh, okay. Cause he, cause she was on a couple of his songs on the on the album, and they hooked up and they got together, and all of a sudden, Diddy, it turned out she was fucking around on him, or may or may not have been, but it was one of those, you know, Diddy claimed her. Diddy claimed her. Turned he, her into the concubine. Turned her into the concubine, or made her join the originals or whatever vampire clan he's in, and we didn't hear from Ryan Leslie ever the fuck again. Sounds about right. That's about right. That's about right. I'm just saying. Um, so, salute to you, you brave soul. You had a jamming album for all those three months that everyone listened to it. Damn. Um, all those years ago. Um, what else is going on in the rumor mill? Oh, Michael B. Jordan is Superman. Do we want it? Um, no. I don't want it. No. I'm it- not. I, I'm here for him getting the bag. I'm here for... I'm a fan. I've liked a lot of things he's in. I don't want him in this. Well, I'm telling y'all this. This is why this shit don't work. All right. Superman worked because when Superman was created, he was a he was an Aryan white looking alien that crashed into the fucking Midwest in like mm-hmm. the 1930s. Facts. So, you know, white people could look at, they could look upon him with like a savior complex. Let a nigger from space crash land anywhere 
in the heartland of the U.S. Within 24 hours, these niggas are going to be out here developing kryptonite for his ass. Real talk. Let a black man with superpowers show up anywhere. You ain't never lied. They're going to be like, oh, y'all got something for that shit? Test this nigga now. And they're going to lace his ass with kryptonite within the first day of being there. That's why it's not going to work. The other reason is... Uh, it- the other reason it's not going to work is because of the duality of the secret identity. Yeah. Well, but you know, to white people, we all look alike. Ah, aha. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so that actually, that actually might work in his favor. <clears throat> but you know, it, it's also. I don't like, the, and I don't like the way Warner Brothers is going about any of the Superman shit. I'm, I'm not going to. They have to earn my favor back. I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound contradictory right now because I know when when other people in movies are represented by characters that are unlike they are in the comics, I'm just kind of like ah, you know, y'all mad, leave them alone, whatever, blah blah blah. Learn to let go. I I feel like I feel like Superman is an iconic enough character to where you should probably adhere to the way that he's more commonly portrayed just follow the formula yeah it's like you know Bruce Wayne doesn't need to be black what we need to do y'all is develop more black characters like I would even challenge someone like Michael B. Jordan who has a platform and has visibility now develop your own shit well now outside of fairness like like raising Dion is is a step in the right direction agreed but you know you're in a position man to, you know, there, privileged position. There are other there are other black comic book characters that you can do as well. Now, like, now here's the flip side to that, and 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 we're getting a little comic booky for this podcast. Okay. But my thing has always been on the flip side. Yes, develop more, develop new characters. On the other hand, we have to start. We have to support them. Yeah. Because people will come like. When was the last time you heard of anybody buying a Mr. Terrific comic book? I was, I was just about to say, what if he invested in Mr. Terrific? That's a property that has not been touched visually, or on screen, I should say. And if placed in the right hands, if people realize how much of a badass Mr. Terrific actually is and they do him justice, might be. That could jump off to something. Take it, man. And you can own that <laughs> shit. Just like I didn't think Chris Evans would be a good Captain America. I thought he was originally cast poorly. Yeah. Before same. I actually saw him, I was like, "Why the, him? Why?" And also, you know what? Let me speak to that. So, one of the things I've been hearing is that is this crock of shit that Warner Brothers is having trouble developing Superman content because they're having trouble making Superman uh, interesting and relatable. That's a crock of shit. It's a crock of shit. You know how you can make Superman interesting? Making a good fucking movie. Martha! Martha. Make a good fucking Superman movie once in a while. I don't want this Superman that y'all tried to sell me with Snyder where he was where where he's where he's sitting around fucking whining about why nobody likes him. That's not Superman. That's not Superman that I want to watch. Whining about how because that's what doing the right thing is about, making people like you. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Henry Cavill Superman. Sorry. Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, on top of that... Snyder showed y'all he got the reels, too. Right? On right. top of that, this this new crock of shit 
that Superman can't be interesting or relatable is just it, it it's it's not it's a non-starter. He's been around for almost a hundred years. Because he's interesting, because he's relatable, and because you have to go with the right narrative. Here's the thing. The thing that's that's amazing about Superman is that he chooses good and nobility. Yes. He's one of the few characters that wasn't driven to be a hero out of some tragedy right. or out of learning his lesson with his powers. Well, he is an orphan whose home planet did blow up, but... He, he was raised in a loving household. He, right, he was raised. He was. He didn't know that until he was eighteen. He was always a good dude. Yeah, and he was always inspired to be a good dude because he came from good people. Um, his parents didn't get shot in front of him. Yeah, he didn't. Um, his parents didn't. Jonathan Kent didn't die because he did because because he didn't act or because he didn't use his powers or whatever. Right. He was just raised with a normal life, and, and his and his dad died, and you know he wanted to do something. He wanted to do something that he knew his dad would be proud of. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. I think that's way more interesting than something bad happened to me, and now I'm going to be a, a superhero. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I think that whole thing is a crock of shit. I think if people just write Superman the way he was intended to be written, and just write a good Superman story, that you can that you can you can accomplish all these things. You don't need Michael B. Jordan. I totally agree. Make him icon or something. Yeah. <laughs> There's a perfectly good black Superman out there named Icon. Make- Bring back blue black uh blue Marvel. I mean, y'all can make him steal if y'all want to. Uh less well I, I, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too uh-huh. soon. Um let's see what else is going on. Oh, it's oh it's time for Drake Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't get to do that very often. It's time for Drake Watch. Um, dedicated to what six to what six God is doing, six, 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 who he's doing it with, and are there coded messages to Rihanna in it? Mm. Um, Drake has been caught out there keeping correspondence with another young lady that is entirely too young for him. Oh, uh, I don't know much about Billie Eilish or uh, what Billie, she does. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about this person. She makes music. Okay, she makes music. Very, we... po- very popular. Okay, popular music. Cool. Um, I know she's seventeen. She's about to be eighteen in a couple weeks. I know at the moment she is seventeen. <laughs> okay, that's fair. How how old is Drake? Is he like eighteen, nineteen? Drake got to be mid thirties. Drake is in his mid thirties. Drake is indeed in his mid thirties. Quite literally, twice her age. Um, Aubrey, what are you doing? Is he giving her like boyfriend advice? I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Whatever it is, he can talk about it with someone in his age bracket. Let me tell you how many people I correspond with on a regular basis who are under the age of 18. My niece. Okay. I have a little sister. That, well, no, she's of age. No, in, she's end of age. list. <laughs> end of list. That's it. End of list. That's it. And it's usually, Unky D, can you buy me some shoes? Unky D, can you pick me up from school? My bus did not come today. That's it. That is it. That is all. Um, hmm. And this is a nigga with, with bills and a job and responsibilities and a wife. And high visibility. Uh, Aubrey. Who's hiding a child. Who is hiding a child. Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey, you don't have any of the regular normal shit that D. Randall has. Yeah. You don't have to be communicating with anybody. You really don't. 
You can go in the house and never talk to another motherfucker again. Man. And that be that. There, there are quite a few age-appropriate women who would like to correspond with Drake. I Yes, it's true. And, you know, impropriety aside, I can't imagine that a 17-year-old would be terribly interesting compared to women that are closer to his age. They would hide a child for you. Teenage women, teenagers are, first of all, annoying. Quite so. Second of all, they ain't talking about shit. Nothing. Nothing. They ain't talking about shit. Nothing. Dude. They ain't talking about nothing but the baby. Whoever the fuck the baby is. Um. Have, oh, we, have we heard of this person's music? I have. It's, oh, okay. it's a grown man who calls himself the baby. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, Drake, stop it. Stop it, man. Come on. Like, do you do you want me to introduce you? Look, I know you like Houston. Mm. Come down here. Come be on the pod. Oh, you you know uh, uh, Randall's probably not going to want to be in that mix. Well, fun fact. Afterwards, fun fact. Um, those of you who follow me on Instagram know that according to Spotify, I listened to Drake more than any other artist in the year of 2019. Wow. So yeah, it's okay. Been, it's been it's been documented. Okay. I I disagree with the results, but they are what they are. Sure. I mean, I, I would like I would love to talk to Drake. I would love to talk to him. Um, I'll make sure that my niece is far away. Oh. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man. We can chop it up. Come be on the pod. We'll talk it out. I will, Afterwards, I will take you to some nice places. Introduce you to some nice women that will not um, require you to hide a child, which I don't really think you were doing. But um, I'll introduce you to some nice people, man. We'll go to the strip club afterwards. I know you like the strip club. Gold Diggers is great. Gold Diggers is great. It's the greatest strip club I've ever seen to be housed in what looks like a, a temporary classroom building. Um, just stop this shit. On to more positive things. Drake, stop it. On to more positive things. Um, so you remember that form that that cheerleader out of Kennesaw State? I kind of remember that from a when, while back when everybody was kneeling and yeah. she and she kneeled at her game and they then they tried to they they there was a big backlash at her about it and they tried to get off the team and all that shit. Right, 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 right. Um, Kennesaw State actually had to settle with this young lady, um, Tamia Dean. Uh, had to settle with her finally. She had to. She she went on and got the bag. I, uh, this was oh one hundred forty five thousand dollars. Oh shit! Okay, that's something <clears throat> for a college kid. That's not bad at all. That should cover her uh, student loans. I was gonna say cover the student loans. You know, get her a nice car. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's start with the student loans. Tuition is kind of high these days. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so definitely wanted to. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that this kneeling thing is having positive results uh, for people around it and, and that people are um, being vindicated in these situations. So I'm so I wanted to highlight that uh, you know we, we get a lo- we get off in the mess a lot so I wanted to highlight something that's, good, that's happening that's positive for young black people. Um, are you caught up with Watchmen D Randall? My nigga yes. Bruh, my nigga, yes. 
Now we're not gonna get too deep, or too deep. Well, with a little bit, we're not gonna get too deep in the weeds. I'm not but, gonna name names, <laughs> right? But man, listen, I'm just gonna say the last two episodes in particular, black, have been very revelatory. Black, um, so black. The true origin of Hooded Justice. Oh my God! I'm not gonna spoil it, but that is that is how you do that. They have definitely righted some wrongs yeah. from the source material. That is how you do that. And the origin makes sense. The reason why he has the rope around his neck makes sense. It's, and it's, it's, ex- yes. And how this has come all the way full circle to basically being kind of the, the history, the bloodline, and ultimately the origin story yep. of. Uh, Sister Knight. Bruh. This shit is lit. This shit is lit. This show has gotten blacker every episode. It has. Sister Knight is like one of, literally one of my new favorite superheroes now. Shout out for all the cosplay for next year. Fam. It's coming. Y'all, all my black artists online, I am so disappointed. I am not seeing nearly enough fan art for Sister Knight, fam. Get on that shit. I'm gonna see y'all at Comic Con. Big facts. Don't play. Big facts. I'm gonna be looking for y'all. Don't play. Uh, that yeah. Uh, Comic Palooza's coming up. I want to see y'all. Yeah. Um, I don't. Please don't slack on the Sister Night shit. Even you know. Even give us some Looking Glass. I like Looking that's, Glass. That's a simple one. You know. You know. Just take your old Destro costume. Right. <laughs> put some flannel on. Yeah. Um. I like. I. I like Looking Glass because for me. It's like if Russ Cole from <laughs> True Detective yeah. were Rorschach. Yeah. Damn, I like him. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, and, I, and and then in the most recent episode. Um, oh, shit. You know. It's going down. You know, it's revealed, you know, the, I guess you would say the status of, of one of the, um, the original, the original characters. Is, is kind of, is buddy, kind of put into light, and the the way that they reveal that is like when you when you finally understand what the plan is or what is going down. It's it's kind of crazy. Like there were some crazy, there were some crazy scenes. Like I had to analyze, I had to analyze the scene with the elephant to to understand. Like okay, I understand why they did it when it comes to like. Nostalgia and memories, right? You know, right. an elephant never forgets, right? And you know, I'm like, damn, that's deep, fam. This shit is lit. This shit is lit, bruh. It, oh man, Alan Moore is pissed. If he watches this, he's, he's gonna sitting be at pissed. the house mad. But we know he's not watching this shit. Mm-mm. He doesn't watch any of this shit. You know, somebody, somebody called him like, hey man, I, hey man. Man, I, know, I know you, I, look, bro. I know you ain't fucking with this, but man, you got. Can you man, at get least off, get off my phone? With that man, can, just just tell me that you can at least watch episode five, man. Just just do that for your boy. Do okay, for you. man. All right, fine. like just just man. Get off my phone. With this bullshit. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Man, that's Dave Gibbons calling them. <laughs> Dave Gibbons is getting the bag, and he loves. Dave it. Gibbons is like, man, they got a check for you at the office if you want to get it. I was like, man, man fuck that man, check, dog. Shit. Man, you know what? Bring bring me that check. I'll sign that show over to you, man. Fuck that check, dog. Fuck HBO. And then Alan takes that shit and just rips that shit. Alan Moore, Alan Moore probably still pissed over the Sopranos ending. So you know, 
<laughs> Knowing him. Truth be told, so am I. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, not everybody liked it. Not everybody like you know. Not everybody liked season two of The Wire. Um, You've also described me as well. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm niggas. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I got. I got lambasted so bad on social media for hating on season two of The Wire. But it's such a critical season. <laughs> it's such a critical. I was like, man, I couldn't get past the third episode. I didn't give a fuck about the docs. I didn't give a fuck about the white people from the docs, man. The only thing I took from season two for real is. That's where them dumbasses threw the guns. Yeah. That's all I got. And the rise of Marlo Stanfield. Oh, yeah. Marlo, of course. Right. Oh, okay, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Marlo was... But good. I'm just... I'm fine all with the, where I was on season three on. So. All them working class doc people. I don't give a fuck. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, you are experiencing opinions while black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Yup. We are black. Yup. We are opinionated. Yup. And I am feeling pretty good off of that chicken sandwich, actually. Oh, shit, I've already gone through my second, my second pour. And from this point on, we'll be drinking straight. Yep. Uh, I have to tell you, Popeyes knew what they were doing with this chicken sandwich. Yeah. They, they, they said you. As long as we keep the quality of the chicken good, we could put this in a wrap. We could put we could put Oreo cookies on it for for all y'all give a fuck and y'all gonna buy it. See, this is why now you know they're coming out with the new flavors with the new they're coming out with like two or three new chicken sandwiches. One of them's barbecue, one of them's ranch, bruh. This is where the real chicken sandwich comes in. This was a this was all all a testing stage. They just didn't expect it to go over so well, and now. Now they launching the wheel chicken sandwich. See, Popeyes ain't fooling nobody. They knew what the fuck to do. Um, again, they still gotta come see Chick Fil A. And when you have to come see a when you have to come see a company that charges you extra for lettuce and tomato, you know it's theirs. It's theirs to lose. Um, so shout out to Popeyes. I enjoyed my experience pretty good. Uh, again. If there's a Chick Fil A, if there's a Chick Fil A that's closer, I'm gonna go there. Um. So yeah, there's that. And now with that, it is time for white people must be stopped. Uh. White people must be stopped this week. We have to bring back a white people must be stopped, almost a Hall of Famer before we from before we even started this show. Oh shit. That would be one, Mr. George Zimmerman. Damn, he's not dead yet? <laughs> no one has had him killed. Uh, he is definitely back in the news. He is suing for some millions of dollars. He is suing... The 100 million. 100 million. He is suing the Martin family, Trayvon Martin's family, for 100 million dollars. He is suing the family of the young man that he killed for 100 million dollars. For... Um, defamation for defamation of character <laughs> but here's the thing and it comes at a time see again Zimmerman ain't slick either 
he did this right when Sabrina Fulton, Trayvon's, Trayvon Martin's mother, uh, was running for Miami-Dade uh, commissioner. Yeah, Miami-Dade uh, county commission, yeah. Um, just because she's running a camp, just because she's doing a campaign doesn't mean she had a hundred million. I don't know what made. I don't know what made anybody think the Martin family has this kind of money. Whenever someone sues you for a hundred million, th- there's no reasonable expectation that they're going to get the money. They're just trying to make a statement. But George Zimmerman isn't reasonable. He, you know, what's what what was really fucked up about this? Uh, well, besides everything that's already happened, right? Is that it's going to end badly for him? Horribly, but, but not to our satisfaction. Like I, I predict. Now I predict that it's going to end in suicide. He's going to hang himself. Yeah, I see it. Or an overdose or some dumb shit. I see it. I see it. And there's not gonna, there's not going to be any fulfillment of justice for anybody. Um, although I do remember the I do remember at one point when the verdict went down, there was some people who kind of foresaw this. I don't know who it was. If it was somebody on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but I do remember somebody saying. From now on, you are going to be judged and persecuted based off of people's impressions of you, based off of people's suspicions of you. Yep. It's almost going to be as if you are a black man in this country. They said that. They were like, now you get to know what it's like to be persecuted based on people's predetermined opinions and suspicions of you. And so far, from what I can tell, that uh, short short of just being shot on the street for no reason, other than that, that's what it's been. I, Last time yeah. I checked, he didn't even. I don't think he has a, a place to stay. Good. I was, he doesn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. And this is a last ditch effort. One to matter. One to garner. Two to garner sympathy. And three to really stick it to the family of somebody that feel that he feels like he murdered justly. Um, I don't ever want to advocate for for anybody being assassinated. On this podcast. But, I mean, if it happens. But if it happens, I'm I'm going to report on it, and there might be a chuckle involved. <laughs> or two. Or two. I might laugh. I might laugh. Um, <clears throat> also, I have a real life story. Oh, shit. It's, it's a weird one. So, I was, so, this happened over the break. Um... This is the strangest shit I've ever... So, I posted about... I was posting an advocacy for LGBT. Okay. And some guy, some white guy, some white guy named Jared. Mm. Of, course, of course his name is Jared. Okay. Um, Comes on my page and starts basically hawking the gay agenda. Oh, okay. I shit you not. Starts hawking the gay agenda. He starts posting these memes about letting transgender people around our kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole movement, and there's a I don't know. The, oh, oh, how how uh, how the gay how the the LGBT movement was secretly a Trojan horse for uh, allowing the normalization of pedophilia. Is it? Remember when Umar Johnson said mm-hmm. this shit? So, I, I just, I just want to let y'all know 
They and some people may not realize this, and I'm being serious now. Okay, um, your children are more likely to be molested by you than by a strange transsexual. Right. Listen to me again. Your children are more likely to be molested by you than a strange transsexual. So if you gotta if you gotta keep the transsexuals out. You gotta watch yourself, player. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, and I love how I love how anytime a marginalized people wants anything out of anyone, that just short of just just plain shit like recognizing their humanity, it's an agenda. But white people do all kind of shit. White people conspire to do all kinds of things. Yep. And it's never considered an agenda. As a matter of fact, um, I can name there are there are Shut up! Sorry, I had to hear the dogs in the background. Um, as a matter of fact, cis cis white males are known to be sex offenders as well. Let's go. I don't hear anything about the straight white male agenda. I'm just saying. I am just saying. Anyway, this man really went in, and he really went in trying to convince me that of advocating for LGBT. Um, was me advocating for pedophilia? Mm. Was oh, and that um, that uh, pride was trying to normalize uh, dildos and mm-hmm. rubber dicks for children. Okay, quit bringing your kids to pride. Sure, uh, if that's what if, don't stop bringing your kids to pride. If you if 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 dicks, if mm-hmm. rubber dicks and leather is a problem for you, I'm just saying. They don't have to fix it. You just have to stay the fuck home. Um, so he really went on this tirade and was just really. And it was weird that a white guy was telling me that I was that by that by me talking about race and by me talking about these things and marginalized people that I was that I was being a victim and that um, and that there, nobody's oppressing me and that white people are working to fix it. Oh, good. I'm- I'm glad I didn't get that newsletter. Good to know. Good to know I, that 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 you guys think killing us in the streets, um, and mistaking shower rods for weapons, um, is fixing it. Mm. Let me explain something. I and all I, I say all this to explain uh, to any white people that listen to this show to Jared. <laughs> um. Cheryl's convinced he's like a con artist or something. Like he's getting I, money out of this. He, they usually are. Um, let me explain something to y'all, white people. Because a lot of white people listen to this show. When you are in black spaces, you are a visitor. When you are in black spaces, you are a visitor in that space. Take off your shoes when you walk Take in. Take off your shoes, mind your manners. Now you are going to now odds are if if you are in black spaces with people as outspoken as myself as D Randall you are going to hear some you're going to hear some in-house things you're going to hear some in-house things on my takes on where my own community is fucking up That's what this podcast is I have no problem with you hearing these things it's the way I feel it's what's on my heart There's a flip side to this if you go to somebody's house, just a friend's house, and some shit goes down, that friend trusts you to not put out family business. 
your company. Your company and they're trusting you to not put their business out there in the street. Right. The flip side to this is that when you come from a legacy of people who are oppressors, when you come from uh, when you come from a society where people who look like you are oppressors, no matter how well you might mean certain things, the things that come out of your mouth are going to be received and processed differently. There's some shit that I really feel about where my community is fucking up. You don't get to say that. At all. At all. That's not for you. That's not meant for you to say. It's meant for you to hear. It's it's an opinion. It's a it's a side of an argument that you are meant to take in and consider the next time you walk into a black space and to have that knowledge for yourself. I don't need you to tell me about me. No black person needs a white person to tell them about them. Your job is to is to take in these things, consider them when you think about your behavior in black spaces. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you just get to shut the fuck up and let black people cook when it comes to black people versus black people. Now, there are some of you that listen to my show that are very outspoken um, and some of you that know when that know when to step in and say, hey, you're doing harm. You're 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 doing harm to not just your your community, but other communities as well. Yeah, I trust my people, Team Oz, to know when those opportunities are. But if they don't, to always ask and they always do. Other than that, Jared, you don't get to be at the forefront of anything. And I've heard that you have a little, a little uh, black, a little Black Lives Matter group that you're the head of, or whatever. What on Facebook? He has some little black advocacy group that he is that he's always trying to admin and lead and all that bullshit. No, no. If I ever see it, if I ever get invited to it, I'm gonna report your ass. Got him. I will infiltrate that bitch and report your ass and post Miley Cyrus lyrics and bukkake porn for the rest of my life until you block me. Oh, wow. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't get to be at the forefront of anything. That got dark. Okay. There are certain there are certain spaces and certain people's names in those spaces that need not ever come out of your mouth. He said bukkake. Real talk. Bukkake porn, bro. That's, uh... Asian bukkake porn too. They they raw with it. I didn't expect to hear that when we started this podcast today, but here we are. Like j- there are certain things in those spaces you you need you need to tread lightly in black spaces. That's what I'm telling you. Tread lightly in these black spaces. Tread politely in these black spaces. If I ever see you in the street trying to tell somebody trying to tell a black man about them, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, Jared. Mm. Tread lightly, Jared. Very lightly. I got a heavy fucking hand, bro. That is the name of this episode. (laughs) Oh, man. Send your racist stories. (laughs) Your racist real-life encounters. Um, 
your uh, anything you think we're missing in the news uh, send that to uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com and or any of uh, our social media outlets that are readily available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we will be right back to finish strong with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing opinions while black, Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. back. We are black. black. We are opinionated. opinionated. And man, we are. We are, I, I'm about to start hitting this shit straight. Litty for titty. Litty for titty. Let's see. Let me get a little shot in there. That's a. You know what I mean? Nice size. Yeah, I ain't go. gonna go nowhere. So I'm a. I'm a. Shot it. And shot it. Woo! Triple shot it. God damn. Yeah. That's a. That's a nice pour. Yeah. Straight. Oh up. man, um, yeah, and and for those of you that are wondering, we know that there's new content out. And killed it. <laughs> he really took that shit to the head, fam. That was at least three shots. He hit that shit. I ain't going nowhere today. <laughs> um, and for yeah, we know there's new music out. We know Fab got some new shit out. Uh, Griselda got some new shit out that uh, Randall is quite excited about. <laughs> uh, Game has got some new shit out that I just I don't give a shit. Who cares? He put uh, he he got a couple of bangers that I enjoy, but I don't really give a fuck about the game. I don't understand. I I didn't know people were actively giving a fuck about the game as an artist. So mm. that's new on me. Those people are called the game. Oh, okay, <laughs> and um, the and as for Fab. I know there's, there's a lot of division from people about the new Fab project. I avoided all that mess by just not listening to Fabulous in 2019. People listen to him? People were like checking for Fab in 2019. Oh, I've, I've never. I don't him. understand. <laughs> I, okay. I don't. He, what does he have to say to us in 2019? I like one song by Fabulous. And that Fab, was Breathe? Fabulous has got to be in his mid 40s. Jay Z just turned 50, so I know Fab is in his mid 40s. You know, Jay Z actually just released all all the he he released all this shit back on Spotify. Yeah, he put it on Spotify. He realized that you know you can't really preserve your legacy by putting all your shit on one platform that but, nobody subscribes to. Behind the paywall, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I was right in not paying for title. Bing 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 bing. I was right. I because I it's all gonna come back. Yep. Um, and in that case, we can go ahead and finish strong with the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three, Khloe Kardashian. OJ's daughter is back in the news. Um, we can go ahead and keep this one short, actually. Um, OJ's daughter wants us to know that she has forgiven Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson for a thing that most likely did not happen. Um, we don't care. Do you care, D. Randall? Oh yeah, I, I actually stopped listening because I didn't care. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no one cares. We don't care. Um, we didn't care when it happened for real. Um, we were kind of surprised that you cared because uh, Tristan Thompson cheating is like sky being blue. 
Water being water being wet. I water mean, being wet. We don't care. Yeah, we don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. We're surprised you still give a shit. And Jordan is out here living her best life. So um, shut the fuck up. And you know reconcile with your true father. Uh, number two, Raw Digger. Wait. <laughs> where did that name go? Like, where is she, man? Well, I need you to have a little more reverence when we talk about the star of 13 Ghosts. Raw Digger is back in the news. Well, no. Raw Digger's in the news. Let me, let me put it the way it should be put. Raw Digger is in the news because she was out here defending T.I., you know they still been killing Ti over that red table talk shit. He was he was on the he was on the Good Wives Club and apparently his explanations for things were not to uh, that audience's liking. I don't see why they thought it would be. I don't see why they thought that he was going to have anything to say outside of what he said already. And apparently Ti was like this month years old before he knew. Or had even heard of the term patriarchy. That nigga... <laughs> For all them fake-ass big words that that nigga uses, patriarchy that, was not one of them. That nigga done read every word in the, in the thesaurus except patriarchy. Nigga. That was a crock of shit. And they let him get away with that crock of shit, too. They let him get away... Tiny was on the show and let him get away with that crock of shit. Um, Rob Digger, apparently... Defended him. Everybody, this is Raw Digger according to Twitter. Everybody's so stuck on the logistics of a hymen test. Quotes around hymen test, and ignore and ignoring a father expressing how he goes above and beyond to keep his kids in line. I wonder if he goes this above and beyond to keep his boys in line. Don't that there's you don't have to answer. I've seen the I've seen the reality show. He doesn't <laughs> at all. As a matter of fact, his his boys, except for that oldest one that's in college that wants to be a respectable producer, all the other ones have a long are continuing a long family legacy of making terrible decisions. Uh so I know the answer to that. So don't even try it. Um it may not be your way, but I can never be mad at a black at any black father for that. Sorry, but not sorry. First of all, Raw Digger's way too old to not know. It's sorry, not sorry. You don't have to say sorry, but not sorry. It's sorry, not sorry. I'm just saying. I okay. Um, there's a difference between being concerned for your daughter's welfare. And just being overboard with that shit. Like, you can you can caution and protect and advise your children. You do not own their bodies. Regardless of right. whatever age, you do not own their bodies. That is the one thing that you do not have ownership of. And, and basically agreeing with him and his tactics is you being complicit and him having control over his daughter's body and by proxy having control over your body as a woman by extension. And you're taking away their personal agency. You're taking away subliminally the respect they have for their mother. 
Um, There's a lot wrong with this, and there's a lot wrong with caping for it. Normally, I let people cook. Your opinion is your opinion. This opinion is stupid. This opinion is stupid. It's dangerous. And it really puts... Um, the personal agency of young black women in jeopardy when we when we cape for it. So yeah, no, Raw Diggins Raw Diggins needs to go back to whatever she was doing before this. Uh, as far as I know, is nothing. I mean, she. No, you're right. Okay, <laughs> and shut the fuck up. And the number one person on the planet Earth that needs to shut the fuck up. Is Joe Biden? He's back. He's you know he gonna make the All Star list. He gonna make the All Star list. We got we gotta start working on that. He gonna make the shut the fuck up All Stars list uh, at the rate he's going. Joe Biden got to be stopped. Not white people. Joe Biden needs to be stopped. This motherfucker's out here challenging people to a push up contest. What? Oh, nigga, push-ups? What you gonna challenge people to a log-rolling contest next, nigga? What's what's crazy is, like, we can frown upon Joe for doing that. Yeah, we should. The person that's actually in office has done shit that's much worse. So, I mean, by comparison, this is just, this. I mean, it's just a fucking clown show at this point. Like... It's a it's a layup for Joe Biden. Joe Biden could literally walk out, say nothing, and be handed the nomination. The party is sucking his dick so bad. Like, it this is getting old. And don't get me wrong, this is not a this this is not a, a an advocacy for Kamala Harris. This is not advocacy for anybody in, that's in the race except maybe Elizabeth Warren. Um. But the race is getting to be a it's getting to be a clown show, and we have allowed the party, we have allowed the Republican Party, we've allowed everyone to make the Democratic race as much of a clown show as the Trump administration currently is. Um, this shit is ridiculous. Joe Biden has not said an intelligent thing that I know of since he's since he entered this race. Really, wasn't saying a lot of intelligent shit before this race. Um, I'm just saying, and and then this is the A squad. This is the A squad of the of the front runners. Like this is the A squad of the of the 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 panel right now. Like he's the front runner, and we got motherfuckers like at, at this point, Andrew Yang just wants to hand people money. Have you noticed that every policy out of Andrew Yang's mouth involves him wanting to hand people money? And even he's entered the clown car. He's he's over here. Did you see a picture of him uh, feeding someone whipped cream on their knees? Huh? They're making a, oh they're making memes out of it. It's it is it, him. It's someone on their knees, and he's feeding them whipped cream like a spring break. And there's somebody watching this whole thing like what the fuck. It's the new Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa meme. I, yeah, and that's Andrew Yang. That's one of the ones we thought was the one of the normal ones. The only one who looks normal to me at this point anymore is Julian Castro, and he always looks like he wants to slap the shit out of Joe Biden. 
He has no chance. None. None. Not a one. Not a one. When you look like the motherfuckers that they are trying to keep that they are trying to keep locked on the other side of the border, whose kids they have in cages, these white people ain't fucking with you. Let me tell you something. When a white woman has the least chance of prospering, we're doomed. Elizabeth Warren might be the best motherfucker for this job. And she and she has the least chance of winning at this point because the party is only going to take her so seriously. They're they're going to let all this they're going to let all this um take the money out of politics shit ride until it's their money in their pockets. Yeah. And that's if she and that's if she wasn't a and that's if she wasn't a woman. We know that because they did this shit to Bernie Sanders. Very true. Bernie Sanders got to talking too spicy about taking the money out of politics. Uh 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 what's the what's the uh corrupt bitch name? Um who who led the party last time? Whatever her name was, Debbie something. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh, that name, yeah. Yeah. She said, "Get him the fuck out of there." They said, "Make the make." They said, "Make this polling samples look like something else, and get him the fuck out of this race." And he was a white man. Mm. The Sith Lords are turning on each other, y'all. I'm just saying, y'all about to blow this, and Joe Biden is going to be the face of y'all blowing this shit. Joe Biden sitting at the po- sitting at the fucking podium challenging some with his with his sleeves rolled up like Popeye challenging somebody to a fucking push-up contest. But y'all but but y'all still laughing at Howard Dean a decade later. Fuck off. Fuck off. As a matter of fact, the whole DNC shut the fuck up. Shut the whole ultimate edition triple disc DVD fuck up. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. y'all. Y'all want four more years. It's going to happen. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all want four more years. At this rate, it's going to happen. I'm so disgusted. I am abundantly disgusted. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have certainly done a podcast. We have done a God very interesting drunken podcast. This is a lot of content. This is a lot of content on top of me chasing the sandwich and all that shit. This is a lot of content to go. Y'all ain't getting this everywhere. You're not getting this everywhere. You're certainly not getting it off your favorite hot take motherfucker on Facebook. I see Mm y'all. I see y'all. Be yourself. It's nasty. I see what you're doing. Um, Team Oz, y'all been y'all y'all really y'all have really uh worn my heart showing your support. Um, I made I put the call out for y'all to vote for me for podcast and color. I think you can still do that. I'm gonna go ahead and post the link again um once i once i leave um and i'm gonna let y'all still do that uh cast your vote for podcast and colors favorite or top podcast of the year um and it's a short ballot just tell them the name drop the link uh and let them know why you feel that way um Get your friends involved. If they've heard some crazy shit I've said when they're over at your house, they I need a vote out of them too. Um, let's get everybody involved and let's 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 turn the frequency up on the show and make this as big as we can fucking make it. Turn up, cause I got some shit for y'all coming in 2020. I'm talking about merch. 
Randall has already said. I already told you. The merch is going to happen in 2020. Opinions While Black After Dark is going to happen in 2020. It's coming. It's coming. It's in the pipeline. I'm telling you. Um, we're gonna give we're we're gonna blow the we're gonna blow the lid off of Houston podcasting, man. We're gonna spice this shit up a little bit, and we need y'all to do it. And y'all are a dedicated, savvy audience, and we love y'all for it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And with that said, episode 66, 67. 67. Episode 67 of Opinions Wild Black. Thank you for listening. I have been Oz. I might be D. Randall. And as always forever in parting, titties. Titties. Big titties. Okay. Did y'all have titties on Craig's show? No titties on Craig's show. Sorry. No, 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 no. We need as little nudity and taking (laughs) off of the things as possible on Craig Lindsay Projects. Just had to make sure. Just going forward, that needs to be the new thing. I needed to know that. Bye, (laughs) y'all.